One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Good. Yeah, very good today. For the first time in a long time. Like I'm I'm not okay. Even, okay. okay, great. All right. Yeah, good. Yeah, you're good. doing great. Good. Episode 349 after the whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Bills tonight. Bills tonight. Get your bets in. Get your bets in down at the sports book. There you go. Get them in. Are you betting anything tonight? Uh, negative. I don't bet anymore. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. My wife's in the other room. She does her that. How about Roisey? Roisey's coming on today. Roisey, with the, we'll have to get cash from him to make our bets because he's got the holes in the wall. You know what? Absolutely. Eh? Let's use his money. And Let's we'll just, what we're going to do is we're going to have 100 bucks a week. We won't even tell him that we're not putting money in. We're just be like, hey, Roisey, you want to join us for our bets? <laughs> we'll just use his money, try and turn it over, make a problem. Tell him we're, we're all putting 100 in each and he'll throw his 100 in, but we'll just use that. It's a great idea. Yep. I like it. So anyway, get your bets into the sports book. Who do they play tonight, the Bills? Don't tell me, because someone just told me. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because I had to ask them, like, who did they play tonight? Derek Roy coming up. But I got something I want to show you. Check this out. Okay, let's see what you got there. You just got lit up. As in, uh, as in, as in, um, my favorite character. Yes, he uh, is by far my favorite character. Lewis okay. Lit. Lewis Lit. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He is. I called you. I called you weeks ago, and I said, "Who's your favorite character in Suits?" Because you had already watched all of them, and I was yep. right. Yeah. So, and I had I had watched up to five seasons, but then I stopped watching when it was on TV. So it was great. I got to start it all over and then pick up on yeah. the sixth season. I asked you, I'm like, who's your favorite character? Who did you say? I said, uh, I said, Lewis, Lewis lit yeah. right away. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I watched all the seasons. I actually told my wife about it. And she's watching. Uh, she's watching Suits right now. It's insane show. She's more oh, of a reader. She wants to read, and I'm like, yeah, okay, let's put that aside. Um, be like, and, hey, sweetie, hey, honey, you can throw on the closed captions and just read it on the screen. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, I don't want books hanging around my dressers and stuff like that. It makes it all messy. So I just choose not to read, and just I have a nice, clean computer on my side. Her side looks like a disaster. She's got. Like is like a library that's just placed all over her. As, yeah, it's as it's Egon ridiculous. said. As Egon said in Ghostbusters, talking about the Tobin Spirit Guide. Print is dead. Print is dead. Yep. It was like nineteen eighty five. He's saying print is dead. I saw some guy the other day. I swear to God, I was standing in line at a Tim Hortons. And gentleman had his had a newspaper. He had to have been older than I was by twenty years, which explains a lot because that generation is still reading newspapers. My dad still reads the newspaper every day. But who reads the newspaper in our our age? Do you know anyone that reads the newspaper? Did people even get the newspaper sent to their house? Well, you can still buy a. I'm sure some people still have a newspaper delivered to yeah. their house. Maybe it's hmm. a great question. That's a great question. You know I what? I'm gonna. I can I say something though. 
Yeah. We, we make fun of no paper anymore. Okay. And, and I don't know, maybe, maybe you're a little too young. Um, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a bit older than you are. Well, how old are you? 49. <laughs> 43. What are you like? 37? 36? I'm 43. You're the youngest 43-year-old I've ever met in my entire life. Don't lose. I swear to God, man, you are like a model. You're like a bloody friggin' model. <laughs> now I have the tough choice. Now I have a very tough choice on my hands. Do I edit that part out where you pay me such a nice compliment and allow myself to stroke my ego? I tell you all I, the time, man. You're a good-looking dude. I don't need to You're hear this. You're a good-looking well, dude. Fine, you're it's 49. Like you, it's like you paste on your like perfectly manicured beard all the time, you know, damn it. Anyway, this is where if somebody okay, was so smart enough to pay what me I was trying to, to tell say, you what kind of razor I use. Yeah. I went squirrel there. Um, but thank you. But for what I was, what I was trying to say was this, like, you know, I do, I do all of my reading from my phone. All the articles that I read are from my phone, uh, Twitter, um, and then it just spins to, into a thousand different articles and reading up on on stuff, not just in sports, but just in everything, you know, politics and, you know, Treat I wish we could opinion. dumb down society. I, I hate the phone. I hate I hate my cell phone. I hate that my kids have a cell phone. I hate that. In today's society, we have the ability to send a one second text and get a response from someone right away. I hate all of it. I wish I it's the worst. It's the greatest thing that's ever been invented. And it's the worst thing that's happened to our society. I hate it. And guess what? It'll, we can't change it. People will never, ever stop using a cell phone. Because it's it's instant. Our our brains right now, our kids' brains, like we grew up not knowing anything. I didn't know anything as a kid. Went outside, didn't care about anything that was going on. You know, my buddy, uh, you know, Mike or whoever I was, you know, they would just find you. They'd find you on your bike. They didn't text you. Hey, come here, come there. Like everything was planned and programmed it's you know what though, okay. if you think if you think about it though and i just it, going back to it, yeah, i like back, the ahead. paper i like the the um the information the innocence of just grabbing a big paper and cruising through the sports yeah. section or oh, whatever yeah. it is you know what i used to do you grab the wall street journal section you know you go into the wall street journal you grab the finance section what the usa yeah. today had it too and I'd open the finance section, but then what I would do is I would open the sports section inside of that. So it would look like I was reading the finance section, like I was this really smart guy sitting over in the corner. <laughs> but really behind it, I'm just, I'm reading about Lance Armstrong, you know, like like ripping a whole bunch of uh, EPO and drugs to try to win a, a tour to France. I think it would have been really cool to have this kind of technology back in the 80s and 90s growing up. I think it would have been really interesting to know. Yes, it is toxic. Okay. It is absolutely toxic, but it just would have been interesting to, to know what it would have, what, to, what growing up with these things would have been like. What parents, kids, what do you mean? What parents, kids, 
What? Back when we were back when we were growing up, who parented us? Our parents. Our parents. In today's society, when you go out to a restaurant, okay, let me tell you something. The odd, the odd time that the Rive family did go out for dinner, okay? Let me tell you, let me tell you something. If I went to a restaurant and started acting up, let me tell you something. <laughs> there would be a lesson learned. Okay? It's very simple. Go sit in the car. No, no, no. Well, no. I got sent to the car. I wish I could go sit in the car. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you this. I would learn a lesson and never forget it. You look at who who parents kids today, it's their tablet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah. parent goes to dinner, goes to dinner, goes to a restaurant, goes anywhere. And what do they have with them? Oh, yeah. here, here, just watch this and shut up. Yeah. That's, that's your parenting nowadays. Just shut up because I'm doing something. It's, it's, it's to me, it's, it's absolutely, it's absolutely crazy. Um, but I have a rule with, with Brody and he, he'll even say it to me. No cell phone rule. We go in somewhere. I leave my cell phone in the car. I don't carry it with like, I'll leave my place and I won't even bring my phone with me. I have to do that. I, I can't be, I it's, I have 123 unread text messages and going back to what you said, I hate being so available to, to anyone like all these people that message would never call my house when I, in 1995, we weren't close enough for that, but now everyone has someone's number and it's like, I'm going to send them a text message because I kind of know them. Yeah. It's like, I get it. It's, it's, it's just, you're too, everyone's too accessible. I mean, there's no excuse to be off the grid anymore. That bothers me. Like I went two days once with I, you, you called me. You're like, I haven't talked to you fucking two days. Where you been? I'm like, yeah, it's summertime. It's like, I haven't, I don't touch my phone Friday to Sunday. Like, we got work to do. We got stuff. Remember that? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Super irritating. It's super. <laughs> you're my business partner and you're unavailable all the time. You know, what's amazing about it too. Um, have you ever called me? And not got me. Oh yeah, you buttoned me the other day. Yeah, I buttoned you four times, just flat out. Soon as you called me, I just like you don't answer me. I don't answer you. Here's the thing: I know Uh when you call, I just refuse not to pick up the phone because you never pick up my phone. (laughs) So this relationship is really good for us. We don't talk at all. Talk five minutes before we get on our podcast, and uh, anyway, that's the best. I I barely even know you. Before we get to Roisy, let's do a crash course presented by Salino Law. Car crash call Salino, 800-555-5555. And um, Sabre-related, Brady Kachuk was suspended for instigating a fight in the last five minutes of the Sabre-Senators game with Alex Tuck the other night. If you didn't see it, Kachuk ran over Tuck at the blue line. Tuck clipped him. Well, hold on. He didn't just run him over. He took seven strides. He took seven strides. Charged him. I'm sorry. Charged I, him. Charged right? him. I didn't mean like, yeah, yeah. I made that Not sound only like did he charge him, 
he also hit Tuck really high. Like in the face, almost like with his hands, right? So Tuck was pretty pissed off after that hit. So Tuck clips Kachuk. And I love this. I loved when I saw this. Okay. I'm sure you did too. But I loved when I saw this because not many people would do that to Brady Kachuk. Whether you're a fighter or not, not many people would do that to Brady Kachuk in the NHL right now. Kachuk gets up, throws his gloves down, points at Tuck, tells him to drop his gloves, and they fight. Okay. Now, if you haven't seen the fight, you know, it was they had a fight. He hit him a couple times when he was down. I thought it was kind of bullshit, but I appreciated what you said yesterday. I don't want to get into that. If you want to know what he said, go back and listen to episode 348. But now the suspension has been, as you said, rescinded. What are your thoughts on this and why is it being rescinded? I think it's I, I think it should have been rescinded. I don't think you should be getting suspended in that situation. Um at that time in the game. I think the game was five two. Um Buffalo Sabres were really taking it to the Ottawa Senators. Um, you have the captain of the team in in Brady Kachuk, who is a very physical hockey player, very nasty player in this game, but one of the best power forwards in the game. He goes out of his way to to make a real stiff physical uh, body check and gauge on uh, Alex Tuck. It was a hot. It was a little bit high and a little bit dirty, but that's okay. That's part of the game. That's part of the game. That's also Brady Kachuk, though. And I say that's dirty. Right. I mean plays yeah. on the edge. Like look at his ten brother. seconds later. Ten seconds later from that, uh, Brady Kachuk goes to receive a puck or pick up the puck and tuck gives him uh the the hip job takes him out and brady kachuk was not happy with this with this uh play by alex tuck what does he do he's a big tough physical kid right away the gloves are off very very angry and there's no time he was he was reacting from the play that where Tuck uh, stuck his uh, hip out and, and and took him down. So this was a reaction. Drops the gloves. Tell Tuck, hey, drop your gloves. They go out. They have a fight. It's a it's a it's a spirited spirited boat, and um, no harm's done. No harm done. I, I don't think he should. It wasn't suspe- premeditated. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't instigating. On- was it, it, was re- it was reacting. In fact, the fight should have happened earlier when Kachuk ran over Tuck. I mean, like, like back in the nineties, that something happens right after that five. Yeah, two, but Alex guy, Tuck is not the player that's I, going I, I, I to. Understand. I get that. Initiate that's what I'm a fight with Brady Kachuk. I, I understand that. I totally get that. Okay, so Tuck does what he does. That's the instigating of the fight. I'm not saying that Tuck should be suspended, but I'm saying that clip job right there is is kind of you opening up the door to saying, hey, let's fucking go. It, I'm sorry it is. It, let that be a lesson to everybody in the league that if, if you're going to do that, you need to answer for that, if, especially if you do it to the wrong guy. And did and Tuck did do it? it? Absolutely. Did it he's, to, a he big, dro- he's a big man, strong guy. He's he dropped no, his gloves. No cupcake at all. Dropped his gloves at two seconds, started throwing some bombs. 
you know, got, got, uh, you know, got hit with a pretty good shot, went down pretty could chuck every, like, again, I've, I've talked to so many people who are like, that was so dirty. He hit him when he was on the ice. That's the code. I'm like, shut up, man. You don't even know what a code is. Okay. That's yeah. number one. You don't talk about the code because you've never been a part of the code. Well, the code is so co- gray. It's the so code is gray. A, that's what I'm saying. The code is a gray area. Oh, he hit him when he was on the ice. Damn right. He's frigging pissed off. You think he's just going to sit there and go, oh, I knocked you down. Now now everything's fine. No, you want to smash his face. I don't know that that fight is a fight that has a code in it. That was a fight of two guys that were getting back at each other and decided to fight each other out of anger. And angry, right? You have two guys like me. Say I square off with um, Brian McGrath. Two guys that have a tremendous amount of respect for one another, a real rivalry for one another with one another. And, but like I said to you, a true respect for one another. and two and, very dangerous guys that both guys that are in the gladiator mode, whether it's you or McGratton, both we line knew up that beside you could each hurt other. each other. But we also like, knew that, that it wasn't, it wasn't like we were lining up beside each other and hated one another. It was just, we knew that we had to fight one another. So we, we would line up beside each other. We'd obviously say, yeah, all right. Yeah. All right, okay. You drop the gloves, you fight. And then when it's over, you know, it's over. There's no venom there. It's like uh, we understand what we're there to do. We're obviously trying to hurt one another, but not not in a in a dirty way. If you want to win that fight, you want to win that fight with class and dignity. That's how I that's what I believe and always felt that way. Did I whack some guys when they were down? Fucking a right. I did. Absolutely. Francis Lassard, absolutely. Kip Brennan, absolutely. I remember guys that I hit. Go watch my fight with Andrew Alberts in Boston. Don't ask me how I ended up fighting Andrew Alberts, but he ran over Novotny. So I just went and fought him. I had him down on the ground. He was on his knees. And I had my 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 fist on the on the cuff of his on the on the collar of his shirt, my arm cocked. I could have hit him with an uppercut and maybe killed him. And I just, I just held my punch there. And I, the point was made when I had the punch and he's sitting there with, with his hand buried over his head. I didn't want to hit him again. I guy ran over my teammate. I went to protect him. Enough is enough. Okay. I don't need to hit yep. him. That guy did something dirty. I would have kept cranking him. Well, that's my point. If, if Albert would have done something dirty to you that you felt like it was unacceptable. Or a teammate, now the game, now the now, fight becomes completely different, right? Different, yes. But anyway, going so, back to what so we were talking about. Tuck goes at what's his name at Tuck's head. Tuck clips him. I'm sorry, man. Uh, like all all bets are off. This is now a, you got a real angry guy. I got a he re- goes real in, angry guy. They engage. Solid fight. It's at the end of, I didn't even know this was a rule. Did you know that at the, at the end, the last five minutes of a game, if you have a fighting major, that's a, that's a one game suspension. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that. You know why? Cause everyone always used to make fun of my, my ice time, but I only got to play for 55 minutes of a game. Last five minutes. I was fucking done. No chance I ever got on the ice. Never. I never got on the ice in the last five minutes of a game unless we were up by 10 and Lindy said, nothing stupid. We don't need suspensions. We Like, go play hockey. Like, he would remind you at this point, go play hockey. Don't cost me 10 grand. 55-minute mark. I was done. <laughs> so, yes, I, I was very well aware of the rule. I just, you don't see okay. instigator rules very okay. often anymore. I, I All I'm going to say is 
I agree with the NHL rescinding this. I don't think that that should have been a suspension. I think if you were to ask Alex Tuck, he would be like, no, that shouldn't be a suspension. That's just two guys um, getting at it. And, um, you know, no, no harm, no foul. Game ended. Everything's fine. Listen, that's that's not a problem. It's different. Answer. It's different. If the game was five to one, there's three minutes and 30 seconds left. And you have Brady Kachuk, who the whistle blows in front of the net, and he goes and targets a certain guy in front of the net and goes beats the wheels off him. That should be a suspension. But this is not that. This is something that I think is uh, it was two willing combatants, two willing combatants, heat of the moment. That's right. And what happens with the greatest thing that comes of all this? Tuck's legs were not wobbly when he got up. He's fine. No, he's he's fine. fine. And and then took, secondly, he took one in the, a, the noggin and he took I think he might have uh he's got a bit that? of a cut, maybe a little black eye action. Who doesn't like walking around town with a black oh, eye? Yeah. I went straight to the bar when I got cut. Yep. <laughs> well, you know what? There's two ways of looking at it. I got I can still remember this because it kind of actually it kind of actually scarred me a little bit. Um, so I got in a fight in junior hockey when I was playing for the Kingston Frontenacs, and I was in this fight. And I did, I did unbelievable. Like, I mean, I beat the wheels off this guy. It was just like, it was what, like one of those where it was just like, I felt so good. This guy who had his head down, couldn't even see me, ended up throwing one of those windmill punches, just hoping to hit air and hit me right between the eyes, right in the nose. And you know what that means, right? Oh, oh yeah. You know what that means? Falls out of the eyes. Niagara Falls. Now I can't see it on both yeah. my eyes because there's so oh. much water coming through it. My my snaws blew up. Okay. And the worst thing about it, oh, I had to go man. to school the next day. I go to school the next day. I've got two massive black eyes. Like it was so ridiculous. Like people are looking at me like, oh my God, you just got your ass kicked. Meanwhile, it was one of my best fights in junior but the guy just threw like just just caught me and it was the most embarrassing thing because here's the thing as you know black eyes they go from black to what yellow they go from black to yellow yeah. i had yellow eyes oh yeah for for 2 weeks <laughs> for 2 weeks anyway it looked like he had some kind of a liver issue yeah it is awful <laughs> you're all jaundice under the eyes all right, that'll do it for this edition of Crash Course presented by Salino Law. Remember, car crash, call Salino, 800-555-5555. And what did you learn in Crash Course today? Don't wake a sleeping bear. You looking for a nice little getaway? Seneca Allegheny Resort and Casino. Natural beauty meets true luxury. Surrounded by the lush hills of the rolling Allegheny Mountains, incredible views are second only to the outstanding accommodations and service. Enjoy the AAA Four Diamond Resort, complete with luxurious rooms and amenities, expansive dining options, and of course, world-class gaming nestled in the foothills, just a short drive from the quaint village of Ellicottville. Go to SenecaAlleghenyCasino.com for more details. Hey, Andrew, you ever been in a car crash? I know you have because you're a terrible driver, but fortunately for me, I haven't, but I know who I'd call if it ever happened to me. Call our friends at Salino Law, 800-555-5555. For a car crash, call Salino, 
800-555-5555. So Did you get a haircut? Oh, yeah. And I'm going to tell you this right Lord now. Lord the ears. Man, I hope you didn't pay for that. <laughs> uh, is, that a, just, is that a mohawk? No, I just brought my kid to school. Hair's all over the place, man. You brought your kid to school? Looking like this? Yeah. Turn your head to the side. It's not a mohawk, fellas. That is absolutely terrible. Whoever cut your hair should be fired immediately. And I know you didn't pay for that, so take your hat off, Craig. <laughs> that's pretty good, though, with a hat hair. That's that's sick hair, bud. Look like a wiener with hair. Anyway, on. what what do you got for us, Royce? Been watching a lot more hockey lately. It's been uh, it's been nice. What do you liking? What are you disliking? I mean, I watched I watched Hughes last night. He looked like he was just buzzing around until he got crushed late in the game there in the corner. But he, uh, you know, he looks like he's floating there on the ice. He's high stepping around guys, skating around with the puck and making plays. He looks great. How unbelievable is this guy? He could lead the league in scoring this year. Now that who does he remind you of? I I, I really don't. Does know. Does he remind you a little bit of Patty Kane, like a better skating Patty Kane? Yeah, you know what? Now that you say that, yeah. He, he's moving his hands at, at all points of time. He's he's hopping around the ice, skating around guys, um, dishing or dishing it, shooting it. Like he's doing he's doing everything. And uh, you know, he like plays you said, he, like might, his, he might lead the league in scoring this year. He ha- he's a very marketable player, but he plays with like a like a personality too. He's he's he really is a, a a new fun superstar to watch that took time. The best part about it, best part about Jack Hughes is the fact that he didn't come out of the gate. There was a little bit of a a growing pain for him. Right. He was, a, he was like 165 pounds. Like as he is he's got spaghetti noodles for arms. Like he came out of the, the national development program. He is him and Cole Caulfield, right? Cole Caulfield's like what, five four? Maybe five seven on a good day. But all I'm gonna say is Cole Caulfield shredded the national development program, scored more goals than any any player before him. And then Hughes was a point producing freak, beyond freak. But they still need that physical strength, that man strength, and growing out of that that youthful uh, young body. And guess what? Like Jack Hughes, when he came to the NHL at age eighteen, was still in a youthful young body, right? Yeah. And he's now coming from he's... the NTDP. Yeah. Like, has there ever been a bigger jump for a first overall pick? I mean, first overall picks go from. Uh, NCAA, they go from OHL, W, they go from the CHL, they come from Europe. Like the first overall pick, like Darlene, came from the Swedish Elite League as a 17 year old. That is insane. Okay. Also, also the games played, you're not playing as many games, not even close, right? The travel, the games played, you know, junior, at least you're getting 70 games. So you're kind of getting a professional kind of feel to it as opposed to playing, what do they play, one game a week, maybe? Over in Europe? No, no, over uh, uh, where where Hughes was playing. Oh yeah, and the yeah. Development. Maybe two games. They play a couple games a weekend or something. Yeah, like very it's, much, very much like a college schedule. I think. Yeah, so I think uh, you know it took him a, a while to grow into playing eighty-two games and obviously getting a little more physical, getting a little bigger and stronger, and um, he's reaping the benefits right now because he looks great out there. Okay, so what's he at for points? I know he had three assists last night. So he got like fifteen already. 
I think he's got like 13 apples. Is he leading the league? It seems like the puck just follows him around the ice too. He's just I'm, moving, and the puck's just on his on his stick at all yeah, times. He's seventeen points, seventeen points. Larkin's fourteen points. Debrinket, Rantanen, Drysital. It's absolutely crazy. Sam Reinhardt That's in has seven six goals. games. He's he's almost a three point a game player right now. That's insane. Like, are you looking at this top 40? I mean, it's it's like at the start of the year, you see a lot of guys jump up and you see a lot of guys go down. And and then when I look at that, I see, you know, if a guy gets four, uh, four goals and six shots, you know, he's not going to keep up that shooting percentage all year. You know what I mean? Like you, you got to have you got to have touches. You got to have shots. You got to have scoring chances, high high end scoring chances. Um, throughout the whole season to be the leading score league. Like McDavid probably, I would wonder how many scoring chances he set up or he had himself throughout last year. Cause you know, you're not scoring on every one of them. You're going to score on 25% of them. Right. So he's got a, you know, he's, he's probably got like 400 scoring chances that he either, <laughs> right. Like if he had a hundred points, you got to think that he had 400 scoring chances that he either set up or he I wonder if he himself. goes to bed every night and he's like, God damn it. <laughs> I wish that fourth line plug that caught that shift with me late in the game would have just buried that backdoor empty netter I would have had. I'd be closer to 200. <laughs> you know what's uh, sad for me when I when I see a a Jack Hughes 17 points in 6 games. It's almost 3 points a game. You look at uh, DeBrinkets up there and Larkin and there's one thing that immediately when I see that I'm happy for these young guys. It's awesome. It's, it's, it's great. Right. But one thing that comes over me is the warrior players, the Sidney Crosby, where is he? Where Sidney Crosby was the greatest player in the game for over well over a decade. And now he's, he's gone. I mean, you have Alex Ovechkin, which I am still very much, on the Alex Ovechkin watch because I want him to continue to score goals, which he did last night. He scored his second, but he's nowhere near. The Crosby only the has um, Crosby only has three goals and three assists in six games at the tender age of you know thirty six. So, okay, well I I don't want to hear about too, his age. Not too shabby. He's going to be hear he's about his be, age. He's going to be close to a point a game. Player. All I know is he he's got six points, and you have Jack Hughes has seventeen points. Well, like I said, consistency is a thing. You always got guys that come out of the gate and get twelve points in their first five games, and all of a sudden, so, they you, shut so, it what down. You, so what you're saying is you think that that Hughes is going to slow down? No, I'm not saying Hughes is going to slow down. I'm saying to bring Cat and some of those guys are probably Larkin. Maybe a Larkin yeah. could you know drop down to like becoming just a around like a point a, a game guy. Like guys like that, like the top five. Well, name usually name me the last. Not top name me the last team. player that Larkin has played with in his time. In Detroit, which is which has been the stink to high hell era in Detroit, and he has been a stud. Name me the guy. Name me the best player that he's played with. Not a Debrinket. Not a Debrinket. No, he has not come close. Nobody's had some good players, but I don't want to go down that path because you're right. Yeah. Not a Debrinket. But I'll just not speed the not a goal up. scoring freak like Debrinket. Debrinket scored forty plus goals twice already in his career. Like he is a goal scorer. I can't believe Chicago. And I, and I look at Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes, like, what'd you say? He had 99 points last year. 
can't believe Chicago got rid of him. They're trying to rebuild and get some young scoring talent, and then they just get rid of a young scoring talent. <laughs> like it didn't didn't make any sense. Can't get Bedard with uh yeah, you know, that's cool. Uh, well, they didn't the... know they were gonna get Bedard. Like, let's be honest here. Yes, they did. Because no, they yeah, got rid of the entire team, and there wasn't one player that was a good American hockey league player. Yeah, but you still don't know if you're getting him. Mm-hmm. Okay, look at me right now. Look, they put look their best foot forward. You don't think that the NHL places players? Crosby wasn't placed in Pittsburgh. No, Lemieux had no <laughs> effect on that. New rank, ownership, they owed him money. No. Stayed um, at his house. Yeah, there's just, played, there's played some suspect, uh, suspect uh, things that happened. Connor McDavid, that was a total fluke, right? Was the New league, building. Was the league going to reward Buffalo, who tanked? Arizona, who tanked? Or were they going to go with the third last place team in the league who has a brand new billion dollar stadium and uh, fucking nobody wants to go play there? Oh, you played there. Did you get traded there or did you sign there? Where, Edmonton? Yeah. Uh, traded and I, yeah, didn't, yeah. I, de- I didn't play in the new rank. We toured the I know new you rank. Did. We How played at Rexall. How was I it? thought Edmonton was great. I thought everyone in Edmonton were great. I thought the organization was great. I thought, you know, fans, everything around uh, hockey. But if you were a free great. agent, Rosie. Okay, you're gonna get a you're no 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 yeah. hang on you're a free agent, Rosie. Edmonton calls, Nashville calls. Now go back. To, I don't want you to be Derek Roy married with a kid. I want you to go back to being the Don. Okay, just for a second. Where's the Don gonna sign? Miami, <laughs> L.A. There's only two places for the Don Mont- in this Montreal, in this league. Toronto. Now Derek Roy, New York. Where are you the going? Married no, guy, stop. you know, Where, with kids. Yeah. Yeah, might go to Edmonton. If I had the 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 pick of the litter, you're saying? Well, of course, free agent. Yeah. Edmonton calls um, and like three other teams, other than Long Island, New Jersey, and Buffalo. I mean, New York City would be sweet. Okay, there you go. Like Chris Drew would definitely sign you. He loved you. I would, yeah, I would play there in Harvey. I, I I still like oh, the cold, but they don't have the hockey vibe, you know. But they don't have McDavid there. No. No, is that? Is I that mean, okay? they they do have a great team. Let's be okay. Honest. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so you're not going to Edmonton. Okay, so they just lost one free agent off the market. Okay, so <laughs> let's let's take New York off the table. And, unless I signed a unless I signed a bridge deal and then I play with McDavid and then get, get your point totals up and then and the you bridge sign for more. Yeah, but <laughs> takes me somewhere the, else. Yeah. Here's the here's the kicker. Here's the caveat to the to your specific bridge deal that you're talking about. It expires on your first year of UFA. <laughs> so how much does a game like the ottawa game mean for guys like you you know the thompsons uh tuck skinner who's been great uh cousins all these guys get on the board right so they're all well the big three skinner thompson and tuck right so what's that mean for the team and for the guys because you were one of those guys who probably had a slow start at some point and then got it, rolling with a big game it's absolutely huge i think if you watch Thompson's body language after he scored his first goal, he was really excited. It just felt like he something got off of his back. And I've been there. Everyone's been there. I have a tough so is start it, of season. Is it the pressure that he's put on himself, you think? I, it could be anything. It could be well, it's just, the pressure you know, he, he probably knows that he has. Yeah, but also you hit the Simple post a few times and you're like, is this thing ever going to go in? You know, like a goalie yeah. makes a great save on you. You know, you miss an empty net. And all of a sudden you're squeezing the stick a little more. And then you get this great opportunity to slide shoot it or on the power play score and all of a sudden or you can score an empty netter for all it matters yeah. and all of a sudden 
you're just buzzing around, flying with confidence. It's just it's that first goal to get it off your back for the season is absolutely huge. I think chances too for point producers, goal scorers is very big. For if sure. you're in a season and you're in game 41 and you haven't scored or had uh a, you know, let's even say an assist for four, five, maybe even six games, and you're not getting chances that's when things go through the roof. That's when you get angry. That's when you get, start to get really upset and down on yourself because you're trying to figure out. But if you're a point producer like yourself and you went through a stretch where you're just not getting points, but but you're getting lots of opportunities, then that's a lot different, right? Or way, is it way different? Or is it? I mean, is he is he bullshitting us when he says the other night in his post game? Well, you know, I'm getting chances, can't get frustrated. Or is he really getting frustrated? There, there is a frustration level, but at least you're getting chances. At least in the back of your mind, you know, one of these are going to go in, or I'm going to set somebody up, and one of these are going to go in. Yeah, you know, as a point guy, if you're not getting chances, the coach is going to start putting you on less, and then a little bit less, and a little bit less, and then all of a sudden you're not you're playing ten minutes a game or eight minutes a game on the fourth line. So. If you're getting chances, the coaches are, are seeing positive things and, and they're saying the same thing in their head. Okay, it's going to go in at some point, right? Like if you're creating all these scoring chances, at some point it's going to go in. So where so, do you see where do you see this team going? Well, I mean, I think that's a positive step forward for them, you know, scoring uh, six goals in a game and and uh, playing a divisional opponent, which is a good hockey team. They're they're really good like hockey shit, teams. Really, they didn't look good at all. I mean, it's 82 games. You're going to have yeah. good games and bad games, but they're a good hockey team. So I think it's a, it's a great step forward. And uh, throughout the seasons, obviously, there's going to be ebbs and flows and ups and downs and um, like you guys know, but injuries and, and whatnot. But if they can stay healthy and, and, and like I said, put that extra effort in, like the game in Ottawa, I think, uh, you know, sky's the limit for this team. In Toronto, you're living in Toronto. Yep. What's the talk about Nylander up there? He's going to want a lot of money. He's performing at an unbelievable rate. People love him right is now. He, is he pricing himself out of well, the Toronto uh, market, you know, with their salary cap? Well, remember when he signed that deal, how people were like, what are they thinking? You know, and now you look back at the deal, you're like, what a genius move that was kind of thing, right? So Genius move. The guy's making six point nine five million dollars or something like that and the last two years he's had 80 80 82 point or 81 points and 87 points yeah i i just don't know if he's gonna want to take a huge he's gonna have to take a huge pay cut right because he's looking at what 10 million bucks a year minimum minimum so he scored 40 goals last year Royzy, and had 87 points so this this year he's got um, five goals and I think 11 points in six games. And they're going to keep playing him on the top line. So he's going to keep getting points, right? Um, he's going to, he's going to finish with 90 to hundred points this year. So if he's asking for 10 million, there's no way they're going to be able to fit him here in Toronto. So he's going to have to go somewhere else, obviously. And I, I could see him going somewhere else tell you the truth well what 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 kind of money are you paying him let's just go back uh uh four years he played 68 games royce he had 31 goals 59 points the year the next year 
51 games played, 17 goals, 42 points. Then he had 81 games, 34 goals, 80 points. Then last year, he had 82 games played, 40 goals, 87 points, and he's 27 years old. You know, he's 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 another guy that has the puck a lot. He's got the puck on a stick. He's hard to bump off the puck. He scores big goals. He's, you know, goes in kind of towards the net. He battles like he's kind of, I mean, he doesn't throw his body around, but he 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 wins battles. They put him at center this year. He didn't care. He just played center. Like he's kind of a utility man. He's all over the ice. He's, he's a great player. So do you think he has to, do you think he feels he has to be a leaf? This is all circling back to the to another subject, Michael Nylander, who's probably advising this kid, probably telling him how to maximize. Michael Nylander being the father. Great player. Great player. Yeah. Okay. I think he probably is still very influential. And and he's probably, I shouldn't say speak for him, but I mean, if if I were, if, if the roles were reversed and this was my kid, and I was looking at it through the eyes of a business, like clearly Austin Matthews is nowadays, and all these other players are looking at this as a business more than it is about, let's make it about winning. So I look at this and I think, what would I advise my kid to do? Play your ass off in Toronto, keep your mouth shut, don't say anything, and let's find the team that has the most money to pay you. And that will be the Chicago Blackhawks, and he can go play with Connor Bedard. One million percent. You don't think Michael Nylander wants a big market for that kid? Like Chicago and the Nylanders go hand in hand. If you look at Boston, what they created and guys taking less money to win, that that doesn't happen anymore, right? You look at Toronto, your own teammate, Austin Matthews, taking 14 million bucks or whatever, and you're going to take a pay cut? There's no chance. Yeah. If you look at your own teammate and he's he's doubling your salary, there's no way you're going to take a pay cut because you're going to be like, well, nobody else cares around here about winning. So why would I? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Why would he stay there? It, the, 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 the money, the bag, as the kids call it nowadays, they're all getting it in Toronto. There's four or five guys. But the problem is the problem is the biggest bag went to Matthews and Tavares. And then Marner's making 10 six. So where does like where do I fit in? Like I was not a Nylander fan two years ago at all. Okay. It's it, but how he has played has been incredible. He's been and in the playoffs last year and the energy that he brings and the speed that he plays at, the he might be the best player in the Leafs. Best all around player, yeah. Best probably. all thank you for correcting mm-hmm. me on that. That's yeah. That's exactly what I meant by that. He might be the best all-around player in the Leafs. What's that worth? I guess I'd look at this, and he he's going to have options. Um, you have the Chicago Blackhawks, Petey, that you just brought up. That's you know they're arguably the worst team in the National Hockey League. They would love nothing more than to sign uh, uh, a Nylander. They have they have the cap space. They're the lowest cap in the league. Um, that's a great spot. Nashville Predators, third lowest cap space in the league. Unbelievable place to play. And I was just there a week and a half ago. And let me tell you, it's like a mini Vegas. Um, it, it's just insane. It was unbelievable. Um, you have Nashville. You have Anaheim. You have Arizona. Now, these are teams that are building. Okay, they're building 
with with their young prospect pool. Columbus Blue Jackets are another team that has a low salary cap. I mean, San Jose, Seattle Kraken. Seattle Kraken's an unbelievable his, his hockey dad, team. His, I, I, listen, I, I get it. I, there I, are I so many good teams at He's the not going bottom. To He's not going to Seattle. You want to know? I, I, this is where his dad played. Well, we know he's not going to the Hartford Whalers. Okay. Calgary, Tampa. What's Tampa going to do with Stamkos? Do you think maybe they're holding off on Stamkos to see what they can do and see what they can, if Nylander might be a possibility? How old Stamkos? 32? Something. I don't know. So why would you want to sign Stamkos to 10 million when you can sign uh, a a 27 year old uh, Nylander? Chicago. Right. Washington, Boston, New York, and then finished in Washington. That's where his dad played. The guy he's I mean, going there's to so Chicago. many teams. There's so many teams that would love to have him. Chicago, Nashville, Anaheim, Arizona, Columbus, uh, San Jose, Seattle. I think Philadelphia Flyers would love to get their hands on him. And then you start to get into a tremendous amount of cap trouble. All the teams above, they they don't have the money. To put into to to Nylander. yeah. Well, it's it's all about if he's trying to get the biggest AVV as he can, or AAV as he can, or is he trying to go to a place where he can, you know, enjoy his life and take nine million instead of twelve? He I, go to I, Chicago. I, he's gonna have a penthouse. He's gonna make ten mil at least in Chicago, playing alongside Connor Bedard. He's gonna be the reason why Bedard blossoms, right? And he's gonna be the legend of Chicago. And uh, his dad had three pretty good seasons there. So I bet he's felt some love in Chi-Town. And I would bet he wouldn't mind going back there and having another, you know, apartment. <laughs> yeah, or or he likes the golf and he just wants to go to Phoenix and, and not deal with the media anymore because he's oh. been in Toronto for 14 years dealing hey, with it. Go, go, go sign it. Go uh, enroll at uh, ASU. <laughs> Get a dorm on campus. Hey, live right there at the rink. I think it's an absolute joke. I'm surprised the league. I'm surprised the player haven't su- sued the league yet. What's wrong with it? I haven't really talked to any of the guys about it, but thinking about it, having such a small place and charging, what are they charging for tickets there? Twenty bucks. I have no idea. Forty bucks. Listen, the NHL's fit in the bill, just like they've been fit in the bill for 15 years with this organization. They lose minimum, minimum $50 million a year, I bet you. Imagine you're paying escrow and they're charging 20 bucks and putting 4,000 people in the stands. How is that? 5,000. How? 5,000 topped off. How is that? How is that legal? How is that legal? Like how in, in the right mind is the, are the players being like, yeah, they're putting all the effort into marketing this team and putting money behind all the marketing and and trying to get the the best stadium for them. No, they're they're playing a five thousand person arena, charging forty bucks a ticket. You know, I just I, I don't understand how the players are accepting this, being like, yeah, they're actually putting reasonable effort into this organization. They're not putting any effort, zero. But but how how far off is Arizona from? making a push for the playoffs in the, in the Western conference. Like they're three and three, they're playing 500. Um, You know, they're in a wild card spot right now. Could you imagine what would happen if they had a dynamic player like, like uh, William Nylander to, to, to put them over, over the top. 
Like their salary not, cap is like there, at an not. all-time low. It, Petey, you say that, but I don't know. I don't know if it, it for you to say that you don't know if he's going to go there. They have some really good hockey players. Well, would you, you go know, to a place where you have no idea where the organization is going? It, it, who knows if they're going to be there two years from now, right? So, Roisy, on December, on October 30th, the Chicago Blackhawks are at the Arizona Coyotes. Tickets in section 115, if you know where that is, uh, row B. Uh, row B, I assume, would be, you know, based on my OHL alphabet, uh, would be the second letter, uh, if I'm not mistaken. That's 233 right. bucks for practically a glass seat to watch Connor Bedard play. Best now, player, were, yeah, best youngest player, best seat in the house you're talking about? Well, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. The worst seat in the house in Toronto is probably more than that. I would agree. And probably Chicago right now, even mm-hmm. though they they are not expected to be good. But it's interesting. With, with I mean, it circles all back to Nylander, and you're just sitting here thinking, like, where would he go? And I mean, I think that whole Connor Bedard being here, we go all the way back to the start of the show, like a Seinfeld episode, you know, being rigged to go to Chicago, is so that players like Nylander can go there with some optimism of the future and then take a market that is highly profitable for this league to offset the cost of the Arizona Coyotes shitstorm out there financially. And if so facto, as you would say, Derek, <laughs> William Nylander's going to Chicago. Glad we figured that out. I think there's, I think there's a ton of, of organizations w- that would love and I mean, love to get uh, Nylander. He trade is going Seth, to get trade paid. him for Seth Jones. Can't how are you? You can't. Oh, I guess you can't trade him for anything. You can't because they'll get him for free. Chicago's going to get him for free. Leafs. I, are I wonder. I wonder he what the Leafs the door, are actually. I wonder what they're actually offering him. Well, they're not. You know what they're going to do? They're going to pay Domi and Bertuzzi the money that they'll pay him. They'll get two for one. And both and those two players have stunk. And then they have, well, okay, well, give them time. As Roisy said, Roisy, I'm going to use Roisy's words against against him. Give them time. Start of the season. Sometimes it takes a while to acclimate. It, I don't even know if it takes a while to acclimate. Sometimes people are just point producers per game as as opposed to four or five games. Like get a, You know how guys get a bunch of points in four or five games and then you don't see them for a month? Some guys, like Crosby, have unbelievable talent where they can literally get one point. Two point, one point, zero, two points. You know, and they just kind of eke their way through the season. And by the end of the season, they have 90 points. And some guys are the guys that score hat trick, score another hat trick. And then all of a sudden, you don't see them for two months. And then they it's score like another hat trick. You know, always had the last four goals of a 9 1 game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, some guys just figure it out, man. They just know how to get the points throughout the season. They just kind of. <laughs> Weasel their way through the season by the end of the year, you got 80 points. And then after he scored his four goals, he would take the boys out for dinner after, you know, and pay for the bill or not. Um, I remember one time, Vanner, uh, we killed Atlanta at home. It was like 9 4 or something. And Palmer had like three or four goals, and he had like the last two or three. One of them was like, I don't, and he's like, and the Vanner's on the bench laughing. He goes, just like Palmer, always getting three or four, last three or four of a high scoring game. Those high scoring games are like, I would never play well in those games for some reason. Oh, I know why. 
because once you get up by a bunch, now you're thinking like, yeah, it's all full throttle forward. Let's go all offense mode. Then you get burned going down trying to toe drag a guy because we're up by six. <laughs> yeah, probably. Hey, now I can turn into men's league, Roisy. You're thinking about next game. You're like, all right, I'm going to relax the body here. Get ready for next game already. Listen, you know what? I'm going to say one thing though, man. And here's something we never, ever talk about. And you probably never get asked about because nobody even realizes that you did what you did. You used to drive. I've never seen anybody ever in the history of the NHL drive to Zdeno Chara nuts. Not one person except for you. You know what's funny? I saw him at a bar once in Ottawa after, like after the season. And obviously, you see that guy at a bar. You're like, "Oh, that's his name, Shar. He's like way taller than everybody oh, at the oh, you bar. Could, you could you could point him out. Okay. Yeah. And then he was like, "Hey." And then it became like, "I, I hate you, man. Like, it's just one of those. You drive me nuts." And then he's like, "Let's have a beer." And then it was, he's a great dude, man. So, um, yeah, it was a funny night. It was just kind of like one of those where he was. He was standing across the bar, and I didn't know if I should go up. And I'm like, you know what? A couple of beer. I'll go up there and say hi. And I went up, and he's like, you drive me crazy. And then we became – Then we, and I would try to finish my check on him. He would laugh at me. <laughs> it's funny. I, it would have been amazing if you walked up to him and said, hey, you're the greatest defenseman to ever play. Yeah. But I yeah. fucking own you. You <laughs> <laughs> still. He always wanted to kill you. It always oh. seemed like – Oh, and I remember Van used to come into the locker room. He'd be like, "Just give Char a hundred million and get him out of the league." Just, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh my God. In the back room, he's throwing his shit like all in the one morning. He's like, "Char," he comes in, he's all sore, he's welted. Vanner's neck is all messed up because Char just beat the shit out of them the night before and. Uh, in Boston, but what people don't realize is Vanek went in and just took an absolute beating too, and he's coming. He's like, "Fuck." Get him out of the league. It's not even fair. Hundred million. We can afford it. Buy it. Put it out of the kitty. <laughs> Take it out of the PA kitty. Get him out that of here. Guy, that guy was such a monster, man. Char was so hard to play against. I can't imagine Vanek having to battle him in front of the net. I remember. You know what? Here's Lindy's name coming up again. I remember he skated by the bench one day and he was saying something and he Lindy yells and he goes, "Get back in your cage." <laughs> I never heard Lindy yell at players before. He's like, get back in your cage. It was unbelievable. Did he ever fight anybody on our team? No, eh? No, but I, I no, but I remember um, we were in Boston and it was the year when he was probably, you know, definitely Norris trophy. We were a good team and we always had a head to head with Boston when they were, they had Tom, Thomas and Nett and those guys, they had a good team. Right. Yeah. And, uh, Char and I were going at it in the corner in their end, obviously, and we're going back and forth all the way up the ice, all the way up the ice. And I am giving like the token. I'm not asking him to fight, but I'm letting everyone in the stadium think that I'm asking him to fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> were you <laughs> and, shitting your pants or what? Uh, I, I, I wasn't shitting. I was very, I was very fucking nervous. I was very, very nervous of Zdeno, Zdeno Chara. And I remember we didn't fight, but we I get back to the bench and Mary's goes, what was going on back there? I was like, ah, you know, I was I was going at him. I was trying to get him to fight, but, he, you know, he, he doesn't want to go. He said he's playing too much. <laughs> and Mary's just like. <laughs> Mary's just like, he could, see, he could smell the lie right off. Oh, no, 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 no. Called you out what, right there. No, he didn't. This is what he says to me. This is what he says to me. I've never felt like more of a sacrificial lamb in my life when he says, 
that would have been a good trade-off. And I'm like, <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. I mean, like, for him off the ice for five minutes. We need him off the ice <laughs> for five minutes. I'm like, so wait, so not not the trade-off, like, toughness, like, fighter to fighter. You mean trade-off, like, good for our team because the best player in the league gets off the ice for five minutes. He's like, absolutely. Uh, I'm like, no, thanks. I'm out. 